Hey guys, and welcome to today's episode of Give It The Beans. Wherever you are, I hope you are well. We are coming to the conclusion, really, of the 2023 season. There are still a handful of shows left. Um, For example, this weekend, I know, is the FitX um, British Finals. And I'm sure there's maybe a couple of other shows as well across the month of October and November. But for the most part, a lot of the federations here in the UK are wrapping up their season. Um, this past se- uh, this past weekend, it was the PCA British Finals. Um, I didn't have anyone in that. Um, anyway, it was my our sort of son's first birthday party. So if I did, I wouldn't have been able to make it. And uh, I can't believe where the last years went. But it seemed like it was a, a big, big-ass show and the standard was, was incredible and quite rightly so PCA. Is probably arguably the you know the biggest fed in the UK alongside the likes of Tubros. For myself, um, I have one more athlete left uh, to compete this this year, and they go this weekend in an international pro quali um, in Poland, and I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, and then I guess it, this is the idea of today's podcast: is the thoughts then shift to um, 2023 for those of you who uh, aren't aware, there is 22 weeks until the first shows of the 2023 season. Now, if you haven't put that into perspective, like what a lot of people do is a lot of people go, oh, well, um, I'll I'll start dieting after Christmas and that's fine because I'll make it. Now, from experience, you won't make it. And it, obviously it depends on so many things, but I think if you, rem- you remind yourself that some the majority of people's prep is about 18 weeks before that first show 18 to 20 then you're probably going to be dieting pretty soon now the majority of my clients for that first scottish show will be starting dieting towards the end of november slash the start of december and with some of them uh we're, we're sort of in a in the midst of a recomp right now or we've recomped maybe ended that recomp last month and I'll kind of go into why I've done that with them um, but for anyone out there who's thinking about doing the Scottish shows or maybe you're down south and you're thinking about doing doing the start of the season because there's some federations down south then there's 22 weeks until the PCA first timers which is when I, when I say down south I'm referring to down south from where I live so I live in Scotland so when I say down south I'm just meaning like in England right I, the reason I say that is that um, I used to train a guy on the Isle of Wight, right, way, way down south. And I remember once I was saying, uh, "I'm we're travelling down south and we're going to Newcastle. And he was like, "That that's not south, that's north. <laughs> so, yeah, what I was mean by that is, is the, the PCA show in, in March. But let's let's not remember that two bros will always do um, a regional and a pro quali in March as well. So if you think about doing those, like you you got to be aware of the time frame between now and then what i want to ask yourself is like where is your body composition at right now i think some people will not think about this when they're thinking about doing a show they're like right i am going to to bulk the whole way up until i think i need to start dieting then i'll get a coach then i'll start dieting now unfortunately and this happens this happened to me honestly countless times um this year it's happened three times where someone's came to me and said hey von um I'm doing this, I've signed up for the show, it's in 16 weeks, or it's in 12 weeks, can you prep me for it? And I've went, no. And the reason being is that I'm not just about putting people on stage, I'm like, you know, I've kind of said to them, you need more time because you won't be ready. Now, 
yes, of course, people's bodies respond individual, like we have different individual responses. But I think that if someone comes to me and they're over fat, they have too much body fat than where I think they need to be. Uh, I'll and and I think not enough time. I'll say and some people, can, you know, if you're offended by that, it's probably because you're carrying a bit too much fat. If you're if you're not, then something to think about is when are you competing next year? Are you taking into consideration the journey between now until then? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to run through a couple of different examples of what I mean by have you worked out what you're doing. So I had a a female client come to me who wanted to compete next May, a wellness girl. And from where she was at, I kind of hypothesized, right, if you were to want to get lean, like, you know, stage lean, you'd probably need 20 kilos off. So, of course, from that position, we entered a recomp. So coaching begun in August, I think it was. And I said, right, what I want to do is I want to pull you down from, I think it was roughly about 74. So I want to pull you down from roughly about 74 all the way to 65 by roughly the end of October. And her check-in this week, she was 66.2 or 0.5 or whatever it was. So pretty close to that original target. Then I said, right, what we're going to do is we're going to hold roughly that set point in November, December. So what that what I mean by hold is start incrementing calories up, start pulling back cardio, introduce you know some like a free meal across the week, and then start dieting for that show in the likes of January or February, whenever we you know decide on the date. But we're waiting some of those show dates to come out. Now I want you to picture uh, the two different scenarios. Now let's say. Same same client had come to me in um, December to said, Hey I want to start dieting for a show. And it's here because they've waited for all the dates to come out. And they're set, say, they're roughly sitting at about 74. And you know that stage weight's roughly 55. They're thereabouts, right? So you would kind of then think, right, there'd be way too much work to do to get down and get stage ready in that time frame. Now, of course... There are, you know, fat burners and stuff like that. However, let's say this is a natural individual. But they don't have those tools. All they have is time. They have their training. They have their nutrition and their recovery. So if we go into that dieting phase, into that prep phase at 74 versus going at 65, which one do you think will be better to start from? Which one do you think we're going to be able to probably get 100% ready for? Which one do you think we're going to probably have more success in our season from starting point? You've guessed it a few times over. It's the leaner set point. It's the roughly 65, isn't it? Because often, and I guess a phrase to take away from this podcast is, how you start prep, the position at which you start prep will often dictate where you are by the end of it. And... I mean, what I want you to do is even use me as an example. Last year, right, I prepped uh, from my start starting point was one hundred and thirty-two kilos. My stage, uh, the lowest I got to was one hundred and two, so it's thirty kilos off. Um, there was my first show; I wasn't as conditioned as I needed to be. Um, second show was kind of there thereabouts, and it was really my third. 
and last show, um, sorry, my second to last and last show that I was peeled for. Whereas the year before, uh, when I competed in 2020 before things locked down, I started dieting from like 120k, 122k. And again, I pulled down to roughly 102 and then loaded into the show. So it just goes to show, and I was 100% peeled for that first show. If anything, it was probably a better look in 2020 than it was in 2021, um, in my opinion, because we started dieting uh, from a leaner set point. Prep was easier. I didn't have to do near as much cardio. You know, I think the most I did in 2020 was five times 30 minutes going into that first show, Turbo's Regional, I did. And then when I went to pull down there after, I did do it every day, but that's because I was going to do a Ben Weeder uh, thereafter, but they, they bloody fucking locked the world down, didn't they? So just kind of goes to show you, from my, my experience with myself, but also with my athletes, is that the better position you start a prep in will often dictate the outcome, the success that you have during prep, and it will dictate probably how hard or not hard prep will be. Now, prep will always be hard. I don't care how many calories someone needs to consume, little or a lot, like how you feel when you're extremely lean will be really, really fucking shit. But what I mean by that is just, it might not be shit as soon, sooner if you if you start dieting in a better position, if that makes sense. So kind of moral of the story there, the, the point what I'm trying to get at is use the example I gave you of a client that came on board in starting in August and myself to then give yourself a kick up the arse to decide what you're going to do into next year when you're competing. Because a lot of people, I find not many people diet in the middle of, the, like for shows in the middle of the year, unless they're bound to one fed, like they're a first timer in the WMBF natural, then you're going to go in July. You know, I mean, what a lot of people try and do is they try and diet before the summer and then after the summer because they either want to get the dieting phase out of the way and done with um, and enjoy summer or they want to, I mean, if you're if you're going to diet for a show after summer, you're still dieting over, over summer. Um, but I often find, yeah, it's not so much middle of the year because if people have sacrificed their summer because they're prepping, then they're not going to go away on holiday, right? They're happy to skip their holiday and just diet, um, you know, over the course of June, July, August, whatever it is, to compete in September. But if they are wanting to go away with their family and whatnot, then they'll more likely want to compete in April and May. So this is, or March, April and May, um, potentially June. So, that, so sometimes it's better to have like, you know, four weeks before you go on holiday. So they want to get wrapped up by the end of May. So this is why I think that you've got to be looking at like, what are you doing between now and your show? If your show is next year, um, like you're going to be keep competing late in next year, then, you know, how much time do you roughly have left? Now, again, some people's mindsets doesn't doesn't work like that. I know how minds works. And uh, I think, you know, give you an example. Um, I have a, what's called a phase planner for every single client. And that will be dictating what we're doing over the course of the next 12 months or what we're going to be doing over the course of the next 24 months. And in that planner will be a representation of what phase we're going to be in across what month across the entire year. And that'll be inclusive of individuals that are assisted and planning their, 
you know, TRT or health phases, whatever you want to call it, planning when we're going to go into a blast or a cruise, when we'll potentially do blood work, but also looking at their um, their energy balance. You know, are we in a surplus? Are we in a deficit? Are we in a maintenance phase, a gaining phase, off-season phase, a recomp phase, or a prep? And it has to be that way. Like, if you want to gain success next year, like... I don't care if you're coaching yourself, like you gotta be looking or putting in a plan in place for the next 12 months. I think maybe arguably even equally as important for those that are competing early on in the season of what you're going to do after the shows, uh, what phases you'll be in so that you don't feel lost, right? Because post-show blues is a thing, but hey, I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you've already uh, listened to, to that po- that episode I did about post-show blues. And then the opposite one, which is, uh, I think it was, um, <clears throat> I think it was titled "How to Not Feel Lost Post Show." They're really similar episodes, but I encourage you to go back and, and watch it. And the reason I would map the journey out and I'd get yourself a coach is there's maybe things that you haven't thought about that a coach would do. For example, does your training need to change? Do you need to have a block of training focusing on one? muscle group or a certain muscle group or a couple and then assess after that train block what they're like and then change it do you need to run the same one do you need to change it up completely to do the chosen class that you want to do again that's decisions that if you make them now have a huge implication of how you look on stage right but what some people out there might do is they'll just get their coach for when they prep and then they often dictate or maybe make up their mind of how good or not good that coach was based upon the results that they got for their show. When actually, if you went to your coach a bit earlier, you'd potentially have more success, more time to grow for them to know your body, etc., etc. As I said, a lot of my people that competed in that run of shows um, that was you know successful run of shows and whatnot, you've seen the vlog and all that, uh, they came on board two years ago. And you know we said, and we'll compete in the end of 2022 and it was you know incredible to to be there and see them competing you know they all had success i'm sure if you, you go back on insta uh, you'll see how many results we got in uh, in seven weeks actually if i was to bring up my my notes here it was like in a seven week period we got 10 firsts eight seconds three thirds that was between the 20th of august and the first of october um and that was all from competitors who mostly came on board in 2020. A um, couple of exceptions in there, of course, ones that maybe started last year um, or the start, of, you know, the start of the year. Um, but for the most part, you know, there was made up of the ones that started in 2020. I think I, I hope that that it uh, sorry reiterates the importance of getting your coach earlier and mapping the journey out. And and I guess this brings me on to. Um, you know, mapping out the journey for uh, longer than than twelve months. I actually got asked this um, question on my Instagram story in my you know the, the Q and A, the anonymous one that we're all doing now. Because God knows, God knows why we've we've all started doing that. You know, people people want to hide behind. Uh, I don't ask a question. I will say, look, if you want to ask me something, yeah, you can do it anonymously. But if it's something that you really want to know and it's brief just just drop me a dm 
It's great to do it in the box though, because then I could share it with everyone. However, if you do message me and you ask me like a lot of questions that require quite a bit of um, thought process and response, like I'll probably just send you a link to book in a, an educational consult call, which I do over Zoom. And then that way you get me one-on-one -on -one for half an hour and can ask me anything. Please don't be, like some people can maybe get their knickers in a twist when I respond with that. Need to remember that like, that's you know me answering that sort of question that was detailed requires time. That's taking time out of my day, the and I'm you know I'm self-employed, so uh, I think that for particularly a lot of the drug questions, booking a consult and uh, we can have a bit more of a of a chat. But anyway, going back to the can you map out the journey for longer than twelve months? The answer is yes, hundred percent. I've done it multiple times, and I've done it with athletes that have come on board recently who have some big, big goals, who we established on that original concert call, what we would do, where we'd be for 2024. And the thing is, you just map out like you would have mapped out 12, but you are reactive to what you see in front of you. So that might mean that you push up, you might, you might have established like, right, okay, for these six months, we're gonna push up, um, or seven months. But you may find that, okay, right, after, five uh, things are getting a bit sloppy so you pulled back earlier you recomped so then you push again and your original push you know was going to take you to a certain point but you find that you've had that six months of pushing two months earlier than you planned well that's fine just adapt the plan to where you want to be as long as you kind of roughly know when that plan show is and when you planned to start dieting for you can adapt things accordingly and just ensure that they go in, they go into that prep in a position that is from a good enough standpoint to diet from and they don't go in over fat or they don't go in trashed, etc, uh, etc. Et like if you have that amount of time, you should know like a lot about your athletes to which you can, you can plan that. This was something that, I'll be honest with you, in the early days, I probably didn't do. You know, if I think back to my, uh, my first people I put on stage, back in uh, 20, 2018, you know, we kind of roughly that night, okay, we'll bulk, we'll bulk after it. And then we just kind of knew roughly when we we're gonna diet for the following year. But I think for me, mapping it out, um, giving the athletes clarity on exactly where they'll be, often just it improves everything. Because then the athletes have that more like definitive clarity in front of them of, right, this is where we're gonna be, this is what we're gonna do. It can sometimes create that more of a sense of urgency, particularly the closer you get to specific phases. And by like that sense of urgency, I just mean that some people in their off season can come a little bit lackadaisical, but if you're continually counting down from like 52 weeks out, 51 weeks out, 50 weeks out, 49, you continually count down, uh, it puts it into perspective that a bit more and it often, is, often encourages just, I think, hard work, more hard work, better adherence, etc., etc. and 2023 is already proving to probably be the busiest start to the season for myself and for the Vido Physique brand, really, and I can't wait. I think we, we worked it out that across the month of, across really four weeks, five weeks, there's 12 athletes across the brand. Now that's include, like that's that's me and Ali. Uh, I think Clara's got some, a couple of people competing later on in the year but yeah 12 people and I think the most I've got in one show is eight eight people seven or eight um, which is going to be 
yeah, it's going to be busy, but it's going to be it's going to be awesome. I, I honestly cannot wait. And the thing is, we have some very very good athletes competing. It's not just a numbers game. We have some very good athletes that have some very big goals and goals that we have spoken about out loud on Instagram with some and with others we've kept them quite private but we've made them very clear from the start what our intentions are and for us we we don't just compete to take part to make up the numbers we compete to be competitive we of course always compete to win I feel that everyone having that attitude is fantastic and everyone can have that but we know that not you know we're maybe not always good enough to win in this sport um, and that's something that not a lot of people uh, in the industry can handle you know this sport um, can give a sense of rejection coming second and third or not placing whereas I think that the values uh, that hopefully I Ali and Clarence still in athletes mean that if that doesn't happen for them they, they don't feel that sense of rejection and they actually instead feel motivated to come back better but it's not often that our athletes don't place so uh yeah, I cannot wait. And we've actually got, uh, I don't know, for, for those of you that don't know, already we uh, videoed uh, a vlog, a vlog, a show day vlog uh, in Milton Keynes for UQP on the 17th of September. It is live on YouTube. Uh, you get a rough idea of what I'm like, what it's like behind the scenes, the stuff you don't see on Instagram. We have, her name's Emily uh, from at 44.visuals on Instagram. Go check her out. Uh, give her a sh- I'm giving her a shout out. She will be uh, behind the lens for the first show uh, in Scotland, which is on the 26th of March. She'll be, what you guys will see on that occasion is a different vlog, but one that is gonna be in sort of two or three parts. You'll see what it's like for the athletes and myself the night before uh, the show, the check-ins that we do, the tanning, uh, why we do, you know, et cetera, et cetera, with food and fluid and diuretics and whatnot across all the athletes that will be competing. Then you'll see like show day morning, what it's like, what we do with food, blah, 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 all, all the way up until the, the show starts and then kind of very similar to what you saw. She'll also be there for, uh, we've got a back-to-back show weekend, 22nd, 23rd of April, which is NABA and UKUP. Uh, she's gonna be with us for that entire weekend. So you'll see one show, then you'll see the in-between, the night before the next one, the morning of that next one, that next one as well, and kind of, how do you do a show-to-show turnaround with your athletes? Because I will have about three or four people doing both those shows, as will Ali. So you'll see him uh, in the in the vlogs as well. So yeah, incredibly busy uh, season. The past sort of two, three weeks has been a lot of planning for the shows that have already been out. There's been a couple of dates that haven't been announced that I kind of know of just because I simply know who runs the Fed and they were asking me about when, what, when would be best and what sort of cities would be best because um, they're not wanting to clash with other shows and I think it's uh, it's great to have those connections and to say right okay well listen this is what I've collated I think you guys should maybe go on that Sunday because there's a show that Saturday there's a show the week after blah 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 and then to see them do that is is great and for the majority of federations I've spoke to they've been pretty sound uh, with with getting a videographer the only one that's uh, there's only one that's a little bit iffy um, I'm not sure but for the most part we are going to try and uh vlog as much of uh, not only the the start of the season next year but just as much as we can really across the year across all shows because it's not just the start of the year that's busy next year we have a fair few clients uh, actually competing in the natural federations as well uh, middle of the year and towards the end 
and a couple that are going for some big goals, you know. And as I said, we always want to, I always say, tell the world what, what you want to do, but first show them. So whether you tell them out loud um, or you, you just tell them between yourself and your coach, always have those big competitive goals. All, all my athletes, we, we are coming for whether that's an overall, a win, a placing, a British title, a pro card, like we speak it into existence, we think about it every day. And I always say, you know, if you can see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hands. And I know that sounds cheesy, but that's something that I've always lived by, uh, something that I've, you know, used not only in my own, own competitive career, but also within my business as well, and also within my life. So if you aren't into personal development, I encourage you to do so. Um, but yeah, I'm going a little bit off track, I suppose, with this podcast. But I hope that this gives you a rough idea of if you are thinking about competing next year whether or, or the year after, 2023 or 2024, just kind of what you maybe need to do, what you maybe need to consider. I hope that the examples of what I've done with some athletes as well has given you like, oh, right, okay, actually there's a lot more to, to think about than, than you thought. And if you are thinking about competing in 2023, you haven't already got a coach, you know, we were, we'd love to take you on board with the team at Vila Physique here. All you've got to do is go on uh, go on YouTube, sorry, not YouTube, go on Instagram and the website to just see the results that we do have. Um, if you are thinking about doing it, just drop me a DM on Instagram or Call. If not, guys, just remember that wherever you are, whatever you do, give it the beans.